ultimate thing in 2021 is that we're going to get through this and we're going to come through it stronger than we ever did. And there's going to be things that happen during the pandemic that everybody likes. Everybody and their brother knows how to use Zoom now, so we can use it for something that uh, we wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Welcome to Creating Community, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and others together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We normally record this podcast at 1820 Coffee House in the heart of Alvin, Texas. However, today we're recording this episode at the Alvin Manville Chamber of Commerce, still in Alvin. If you're a first-time listener, we encourage you to subscribe to hear more. You can use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode of Creating Community, we're speaking with Jamie Scafidi. Jamie is the president and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. He has been in the nonprofit world for a number of years, and we're excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, well, let's start a little bit about you. So, you said uh, you're from Ohio. Is that correct? And Yes, I'm a Midwest boy. I grew up in Ohio, went to Ohio State, and uh, started working for the YMCA 26 years ago next month. And uh, 26 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time. So, you've been married to your wife longer than that, right? I have. I've uh, We've celebrated 27 years this summer. Fantastic. Very cool. And so what did you study at Ohio State? Uh, recreation education. I wanted to work in a university setting, either in intramural sports or uh, college athletics. And obviously that's not anything close to what <laughs> I've done for the do. past <laughs> 25 years. But I do see how that leaps from your college to the why. I mean, that's a lot of what they do as well. So Yeah, so I went from Ohio State to the University of Kentucky and got a master's degree in sports management I then, I graduated in December and all of the, most of the college jobs come open on a school year basis. So I was looking for a job. I got a job with the YMCA back in Ohio. I thought I'd be there for about six months until a real job came along. And, and I was there for a little over 25 years until COVID got me. Wow. wow. So when did you move to the Texas area? We moved to here 25, or in uh, 2005. So we've been here 15, 15 and a half years. Uh, I started working at the uh, Coppinger YMCA in Pearland and uh, for about two years and then got moved to League City and then from then on moved up to our corporate office. But uh, yeah, one of, the, one of the exciting things about taking this job was the opportunity to work in the community that I live in. I live in Manville now. And to live and work in the same community, I hadn't done that in 13 years. It's, it's, a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. And when you say corporate... Does Houston have a corporate office? Yeah. yeah, so Houston had a corporate office. We had uh, 25 YMCAs, a resident camp, an international services branch. Uh, I was the COO of our uh, organization, so um, pretty large. We were the fourth largest Y in the country. So to go from that to uh, working in the chamber, it's uh, – the what I learned was when you, when you move up in an organization like the YMCA and you get into the corporate office, you move farther away from the people, and you move farther away from your customers, and you have to – physically try to go interact with people. When you uh, come back and work at a place like the chamber, everywhere I go are potential uh, businesses and you go across the street for lunch, you get on for coffee, you run into, you run into your members. So it's just a lot easier. It's, it's, it's a lot more fun to work in, in the community. Yeah. Well, you said you have a, um, so Houston is the fourth largest YMC organization in the country. So getting from Ohio to Kentucky, all the way to Texas, is this like transferring within the company or is this different companies altogether? So each Y is its own entity. They're all different. 
but there's a pretty good network to move around. You move on your own. You're not going to get transferred from Ohio to Houston, but you, you can on your own choose to do that. So uh, if you think about them as all independently owned franchises, it's really uh, small towns will have one Y. Larger communities will have a group of Ys, but there'll be one uh, corporate entity. Gotcha. And so you mentioned uh, that you started at the chamber. What is it now? Six, That's six weeks ago in October. Six weeks ago. So how did how did that happen? Walk us through the. So I was uh, laid off as a result of COVID in March and spent uh, almost seven week seven months to the day. Uh, looking for a job, looking at several things. When I first got laid off, I thought, boy, this is going to be a, a good opportunity to come out and just change what I do, do something different. I was looking for Y jobs, but the Y jobs I would have gotten would not have been in the area. And I, we just really didn't want to move. We built the house about a year and a half ago. We really enjoy uh, living here. And my wife works in the medical center, enjoys her job. So we wanted to stay local. So I was, I was concentrating mostly on that. And what I realized is when so many people are unemployed, switching industries is really tough because you're not going to go become a banker or a builder because there are plenty of people doing that that are also unemployed. So the nonprofit world was where I was getting the, the looks. And uh, this was just one of the ones that I saw. And Started, you know, I had my first interview and, and kind of got jazzed up about it. And I think one of the nice things about coming in is I have a history in working with nonprofits, but I also have, uh, I don't have a history of working with Chamber of Commerce. So there's nothing that I'm going to look at and say, oh, we have to do it this way because we've always done it this way. So I, I come in with a little more of an open mind, but I have that nonprofit background to be able to know what's what to look for and what's right. Yeah. Yeah, that is sometimes a struggle when you're hiring somebody new and coming, well, in my last job, we did it this way, so we've got to do it this way, right? So how do you keep up the, you know, you mentioned that you're looking for seven months during a national pandemic or worldwide pandemic when everybody's looking. How do you keep your spirits up and, and keep getting out there day after day trying to find a position? You know, the the one thing that I decided early on was I was going to keep a regular schedule. I wasn't going to sleep in all day or things. So I was getting up. It helped. We got my daughter a puppy during that time. So every day at five o'clock in the morning, the dog decides to wake up and I'm up right. with it. My wife's going to work. So uh, getting up and actually physically looking for a job became my job. And then I started doing some odd, odd, odds and ends stuff to, to make a little bit of money during that time too. But I was actually getting up, did a lot on LinkedIn, did a lot of interviewing and things like that. And, and everything was, uh, honestly, the chamber was the only live interview I had during the seven months where wow. we actually had people in a room. And I had, I had kept everything in a notebook and I went back and when I accepted the job, I went back and looked at all of them. And I think I had been a finalist or interviewed for 17 different companies. And it was very, you know, there, there's, the emotional, the emotional ups and downs of it. You, you have an interview, you think it went well, you walk away thinking, man, this is awesome. I'm going to get all, you know, and, and then you never hear from them again. And I had that happen as a finalist for a job. There were two of us and I never, I, I still haven't heard no. So, wow, that's uh, amazing. you know, but it, you know, it, it changes the way this changes the way I had never been unemployed. I'd never been laid off since I was 16 years old. I had worked all the time. So I would never, I, I look back at how I've, how I've 
laid people off or fired someone or hired someone and, and the communication and it will never, it will, it will change the way I do it from, from now on. Because I just think if someone, if someone takes the time to interview you, they should also take the time to at least shoot you an email and say, Hey, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, I know there's been a lot of stuff on LinkedIn about that and how to treat people. And because you, you do, you kind of get, Oh, wow, this is really going well. And then all of a sudden you, you get the email of, Hey, you, you know, I still get them now. I mean, it for jobs that are five and six months ago, they must be going through and cleaning their records. <laughs> I'll get a, I'll get a rejection email or something. And it's like, Oh, okay. But I've that, got a job. So that is amazing that to this day, you still haven't heard from some of those, even yeah. when you're the finalist of two. Yeah. I mean, you have to, Met they the, have to understand, Hey, there's only two of them. <laughs> Met the board. Like they would have only had to say no to one person. So, wow. uh, but it, it, all of it was on zoom. It was, it was a very unique time. And you know, there's people that I think a lot of the jobs people would post them and then they would never do anything with them because their, their revenue line was, was up in the air. Do we, do we need someone That's right hurting. now? And it was, it was, it was challenging, but, uh, like I said, the, the chamber board had five dedicated volunteers that actually met with people in person. And, uh, you know, I, I think we were a fit. They, they liked the background and the fact that I was local and could come in and, uh, and, and I guess start right away and get, get actively involved in the community. Yeah. So we'll talk about the chamber itself in a little bit, but what are some of the things that you brought to the table with your experience from the why or just work in general? What were some of the lessons you kind of have learned besides how to deal with the applicants. Yeah. yeah. So I think one of the things is that uh, the chamber and the Y are very similar in that we are built on membership and you are, when someone buys a membership to something, whether it be a YMCA or a chamber, when it comes due to, to re up, you want value for it. So you have to be able to have that value proposition of what we're doing to help you as a, help your business. If we can't help your business grow, we're, we're going to be, uh, less money you want to spend on something. So same thing with the Y. If you buy a, a membership to the YMCA and five months later you've never walked in the door, chances are you're going to cancel the, the membership. So I think that the fact that the membership model was very similar was one, but I've kind of built my career at least the last 15 years of kind of cleaning up uh, struggling YMCAs. And it, the chamber isn't struggling, but we've got some things that needed cleaned up and, and, and they had we need a new direction and we need to, we need to be able to come out of the pandemic and quit talking about a pandemic and actually grow from it. Uh, the Alvin Manville area chamber of commerce isn't it's even in our name. It's, we have Alvin Manville and then there's the area. There's a lot of areas that aren't in Alvin or Manville that, that really resonate with our chamber and us being able to go out and provide a service to a Manville business that may be brand new small business as opposed to, uh, someone who's been a member of the chamber for 30 years in Alvin. It's two different markets and it needs to be dealt with in two different ways. And, uh, and maybe it needs to be dealt with in 10 different ways. So we've got to, we've got to figure out how to be that diverse and still add value to those businesses. Well, you know, you, uh, you mentioned about adding value, uh, and it brings to mind, I see these commercials all the time recently that are talking about, we can end your subscriptions. You know, these people that have Netflix, they have prime, they're not using them. And so there's companies now that are going out there to cancel those. How do you ensure that the businesses in the Alvin Manville area understand the benefits they get from the chamber? And maybe you can touch on what some of those benefits are. Well, we, we really need to do a better job of, uh, communicating the benefits of each level of membership. We have to be able to drive, uh, drive business to you or give you, and, and while we serve the big box stores and we serve the national companies, 
what we're really in business for are the small small business entrepreneurs who don't have all of the other resources, the HR department, they, you know, they are their HR department. Uh, and I think we, ha- we have to be able to put together a package that is, that is designed for them. The biggest thing that we help people do is network. And if we have an event and people come and participate in that event, they're going to meet everyone there. They're going to see the other businesses there. They're going to learn something about how those people present themselves and they're going to walk out whether they did a good job of it themselves or not. They saw other people doing it so they can go out and network better the next time. Uh, So the networking piece is a big part of of what we're doing, providing for the value and and connecting people. Uh, I I always like to say better together uh, because as a community, we are all better when we work together. And if all of our businesses work together, you guys run a coffee shop and a marketing group, you're not in competition with someone who is... Uh, in a different business, an auto parts store, or, you know, you're, you're, you're better off helping them and they're better off helping you and working together. There are a lot of churches in the area. There are a lot of nonprofits in the area that come to us for connections mm-hmm. to other folks. They're looking for board members through us. They're looking for donors through us and they do it by coming to our events. We're going to dive into what the Alvin Manville Chamber of Commerce has to offer businesses, but first let's take a quick break for our sponsors. Hey, we want to take a quick moment and tell you a little bit about 1820 Marketing, the producers of this podcast. We believe that when businesses have quality marketing, it gives business owners the freedom to focus on what they do best. We design websites, produce videos, and create marketing materials that help our clients grow their business. Find out more at 1820marketing.com. It's something different. Now back to the show. So one of the things that gets me about the Chamber of Commerce is that it, it's a nonprofit, but it also has a very distinct business slant. I, I kind of consider it a hybrid almost because you really are trying to drive business in the area. And it's not so much focused on what you or what the chamber, sorry, what the chamber can do. It's what you can do to help the other businesses grow. How do you, in a time like 2020, you said you want to get past it, but until we're past it, what do you kind of see as a way that you can realign the chamber to get it moving forward? I think one of the things that we have to do is not think of the people that we see every day. We have, if we have an event and I, I really don't care what the event is. If we have an event tomorrow, I can tell you, and you guys can probably tell us, who is going to be 80% of the audience because they come to everything. And that's the group that it's easy to cater to them, but we really want to cater to everybody else. And it's probably the other, uh, you know, 20% of the people come to 80% of the things. And we really want to cater to that other 80% and get them out to something and get them out to something that may make the difference tomorrow. Because if we can get you involved, then you're more likely to stay involved and you're more likely to gain something out of it. The chamber is not a magic bullet where you sign up online and don't ever show up to anything. And all of a sudden your business just grows, but it is in a bit, it gives you the ability to come out and meet other people. It gives you the ability to meet similar entrepreneurs who are in the same boat as you in a lot of ways and to connect with them and to help, um, and to help grow your business. And everybody's business is going to be different, but, um, our, our true purpose is we are in business to help people grow their business, whatever that might be. 
I, I think you, you've probably touched on something that is very important for somebody out there to hear right now. Uh, my question for you, Jake and I are both fairly outgoing people. As you know, we're at all these events. We talk to people. What would you say to that person that has a business that wants to join the chamber but is not that outgoing person, that person that would rather just stand in the corner and have people come to them? Like, how do you get them involved in those events? Well, if they come to one of our coffee events, uh, then they're at least going to get the chance to introduce themselves. And I think listening to the other 30 or 40 people in the room introduce themselves helps motivate people. They hear someone say something about their business. We have people who have their their elevator speech, so to speak, down to 30 seconds. You know everything about them, and they're absolutely fabulous at it. And you sit there and think, man, I want to do business with them someday. Uh, just come and hearing other people is going to help them. The other thing that we would have, and I'll put a quick plug in for one of our, our programs, we run a, a Toastmasters group that meets every Tuesday morning at the chamber at 8 o'clock, and it's all based on public speaking, but it's it's an environment that you can get feedback on your public speaking uh, in a safe manner. And we don't make anything off of it. We do it so that our members have another training opportunity. And we have seen people come into this program and just grow tremendously from someone who's afraid to get up and speak to someone who is willing to stand up and give a 10 minute speech to anybody that'll listen. I think to your original question, if you are an introvert, regardless of what you do, you have to be able to sell your product to whoever needs to buy it, whether that be another business or whether that be to a consumer. And you simply can't hire a marketing department or marketing team to come in and put it in front of people if you can't go in and close the sale. So if you're, if you're an, an introvert, it's a little harder. You have to be able to stand up in front of people and do things that are outside of your comfort zone. But for a lot of entrepreneurs, starting a business is outside of your comfort zone. You're starting this business and you don't necessarily know where your next paycheck's coming from or if it's coming. And you have to be able to uh, do some things that you're uncomfortable with. And I think all of us could sit and do the things on our to-do list that we really enjoy, but that's not going to make our businesses any better. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point too. I mean, obviously we're marketers and and that is one component of a successful business. You still have to be able the the business owner, the CEO still has to be able to communicate their values to people because that's one of the key things to us. And so I think that's a really good point. One of the things that the chamber does too, and it's going to come up in February is a uh, Brazoria County day. And so you're very involved. I don't necessarily want to say lobbying, but for lack of a better term, you do a lot with, uh, a lot of elected officials in the area. Can you kind of walk us through how that relationship works? Sure. Uh, obviously, we do we do government relations year round, but this coming year is a year of a session for the Texas uh, legislature, so it's a it's a bigger time for us, I guess. In Brazoria County Day, hopefully, we'll be in person in yeah. in uh, in Austin hopefully. in February. And uh, but what we try to do is give people opportunities. If you go to our Facebook page or our website, you can see. We have candidate forums. We don't put a, uh, a stake in the ground and pick one over the other. We give both candidates running for an office a chance to answer a few questions and, and talk about themselves so that people can be more informed. We do the same thing at Brazoria County Day. We, our volunteer board and our staff will go to the event, and we will talk about things that our members have told us are important to them. One of the ones that comes up all the time is transportation. 
288 now that it's done the lanes actually as we're taping here today i think today's the first day they started charging for they're charging for it they're charging for it so uh you know the uh 99 connecting to to coming south of the city is going to be a big issue for us the the bumpy roads on highway six are going to be a big issue for us uh you know we we have an ability to help take our members voice and package it up and and put that into our legislators uh hands to help speak on our behalf. And, and we're involved with most of them because they want to hear what is important to people and they know that they can come and work on the government relations committee. And we have representatives from the college, we have representatives from the school board, we have representatives from uh, both city councils, the state and uh, federal. And so we've got, uh, we have plenty of opportunity to have your voice be heard if it's if it's an issue that most of the people are, are interested in. And sometimes it's it's an issue that not everyone's interested in, but maybe they should be if they knew a little more about it. So we, we want to be able to help get that word out and, and, and help advocate for the people of, of the Alvin Manville area. I, I will say that one of the things that I've found fascinating is how involved the federal government is in the Alvin Manville Chamber in the sense that uh, at the last government relations meeting, Congressman Olson was sitting in here, and that is something that doesn't happen without work, and it doesn't happen without a desire to, to be involved. And I know that there's plenty of other co- chambers that I've talked to that they are totally confused that a congressperson would want to be involved in a local chamber of commerce, and yet we have one sitting with us. Uh, so I, I just want to say I think that y'all are doing a great job of... Well, and we are, in this area, we are blessed with some wonderful public servants. And they have, you know, Congressman Olson has done very well for our, our area. Uh Senator Larry Taylor has done a wonderful job for us, as well as uh, Ed Thompson as our state representative, and, and all of the city council members and everything. They've just done a nice job representing uh, their constituents, and they're and they're open to feedback, and they're open to being out in the public, and uh, and they're coming. A lot of them are coming off a, a tough election. You know that that extra week of early voting put these people in parking lots, and they got sunburns like nobody's business. But but they were there for the people, and they enjoyed talking to them, and uh, you know and. And we're going to miss Congressman Olson. You know, we've got Troy Nels coming in, but he's, uh, you know, we, we have to build that relationship all over sure. again and, and, and get started again so that we have that same result. Yeah. Well, I know this year, and honestly, the way this year has been, I can't remember what month it was. I think maybe September the uh, or maybe October, the golf tournament that was held by the Alvin Manville Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Jake and I had an opportunity to be out there and uh, sponsor it with our coffee house, of course. But where... What is the design of the of those type of events? Like, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to just create more community? Are you trying to raise money for specific events to to create the uh, connections that we're talking about? Or so it's twofold. One, we want to bring people together, and uh, we have three events throughout a year. We have a uh, February fifth this year will be a Friday night. First Friday in February will be our banquet. Uh, we do a business expo. Uh, the date's not designed yet. And we, because of COVID, moved our golf tournament from May to October. And people really like the golf tournament in October. So we're probably going to leave it there. Uh, so we do it for two reasons. One, we're a nonprofit organization. We don't have, uh, we're not sitting on a pile of cash. So we really do have to have these events to make sure that we can do the things throughout the year uh, that, that our memberships don't pay for. Uh, but also, we do it to bring people together. We do 
We do it for you for a chance to showcase your business. Hopefully someone that day had some 1820 coffee and went, wow, I drive by that place all the time. I've never stopped. I can't and they tell go you back. the people that said that. <laughs> you know, and, and fortunately for you, we dialed up the cold weather. So yeah, that day, it was perfect for the coffee house. So, Although I think you were in... Uh, I was in Florida. I was. Uh, I started and two weeks later went on vacation because I had a pre, pre-existing condition, I guess. So. That's all right. I, I think Carrie got some gray hair, but I think he yeah, did a good okay. job. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a good time to, to chime in that uh, you have Carrie Perrin working with you. He also started in 2020, mm-hmm. so he started right before the pandemic, and I think he's doing a great job. I mean, I, you talk about wanting to get the word out that everybody's meeting together. And I think he does a fantastic job of taking photos and making sure he posts those, uh, tagging businesses, which is really important. You can't just mention business. You have to tag them. And I think he does a fantastic job. Kerry's done a great job and he is, he really was the clue that kept the chamber together during the interim period when there wasn't uh, a CEO. He's just, he's, he's really good on the computer. He's got that, uh, He's got the ability to go out and take raw footage of your business and ask you a few questions and turn it into a business spotlight that goes and all of a sudden a thousand people have watched your video online. So we have that ability to help help people that uh, just to just to talk about their business and get their story out. And he's done a wonderful job of that. Sure. So kind of to wrap it up, but you also have obviously you're still new, but do you have any kind of huge initiatives that you're kind of excited about coming up that people might want to know about? I think our big initiative is uh, in in 2021, it's we have the ability to grow and we've got to quit talking about a pandemic and we, we yeah. have to quit making excuses of, of, well, we could have done this. But you know, we are seeing so many people when they come to our events that are and, and we're still seeing it and it's been six weeks. It's been our, we've done two luncheons now that are outside, you know, actually in-person luncheons and people come out and they're like, this is the first event I've been to since it all started. And, you know, just getting people back out and getting people back to normal is a big initiative for us next year. We are doing our, our banquet. We're going to do it in person. We are going to socially distant. We've worked with the, with the company that we're, we're going to provide that service, but we're going to do it because we want to help people get back to normal. Uh, we're doing some stuff on the on the board level of reorganizing how we serve our people and, and adjusting how our committee structure goes. But I think it'll better benefit the, the chamber member. But the ultimate thing in 2021 is that we're going to get through this and we're going to come through it stronger than we ever did. And there's going to be things that happen during the pandemic that everybody likes. Everybody and their brother knows how to use Zoom now. So we can use it for something that uh, we wouldn't have thought of otherwise. And, uh, you know, I think it's let's take the good from what we've learned in the last seven or eight months and move on and, and really help uh, really help people be successful. Well, if, uh, if somebody is interested, if somebody in, in the Island Manville area is interested in joining the chamber, what is the uh, process and how do they contact? So there's a, there's, a, there's a form online where they can click and it will come to us and we will call you. Uh, or you can just call us or email us. Uh, you know, call us 281-331-3944. Uh, you're going to get Carrier Eye. We're, we're a two-person operation. And uh, we'll find a level of membership that fits for you. And I would tell anybody listening, I mean, I will guarantee that we can help your business in the coming year or we'll give you your money back in a year because if we can't help you grow your business, there's no real reason to, to, to do it. And, but at the same time, you've got you've to play along too. You can't sign up and then disappear for a year and come back and say, hey, I didn't get anything out of this. Uh, you know, they tell you in school what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. It's, it's really like that in the chamber, yeah. but we can help guide you and get you 
uh, going down the right track. And your website is alvinmanvillechamber.org, and you're also on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. It is, and both of those, uh, both Facebook and uh, the website, will have a calendar of events. And what I would encourage people to do is go to our website, find something that's coming up. We do a Coffee and Connections in Alvin, and we do a Coffee and Connections in Manville every single month, and they're free. You don't have to be a member of the chamber. Uh, you just come out and and see one for yourself and, and, and meet the other people that are in the same boat as you are. They're small business owners. They're trying to uh, gain more customers. They are just trying to meet people in the community and we're just trying to help bring them together. We also have luncheons and every month and and we have different special events coming up, but uh, you don't have to, it's, it's kind of like you don't have to wait for January to start, start fresh next year. You can really, you really can come out and try something next week and, and get yourself involved in something that will help your business or you personally grow. Well, I, I know that weekly we receive via email a chamber newsletter or update every week that tells us what it is. And I know Jake goes in, pulls out all of the events, adds them to the calendar, makes sure that I'm on there so that uh, we know what's coming up from week to week. And I think uh, I think it's pretty fantastic you guys have something almost every week. Yeah, we try to. And, it, and obviously December has less than most months, but... There are still, there's a luncheon next week. There's a couple of coffee events, even leading right up to the week of Christmas. And, you know, business doesn't stop this month. So people want to help uh, start 2021 right, and they do it by finishing 2020 strong. And everybody that joins gets a ribbon-cutting ceremony at some point if they choose to? Or? Yeah, if uh, if they join, we'll, we will drive business, and we will drive folks out to you. We, we either do a ribbon-cutting. Some people don't want to do a ribbon-cutting because they're not a new business, but they've just joined the chamber, so we can do an open house or something like that. Uh, we, we had your ribbon-cutting the day after Election Day, and a lot of people <laughs> came out because they stayed up late watching election results and needed coffee the next morning. So, but uh, And that was one of our one of our best-attended ones. And, and it's, it's nice to see us be able to do something good for, for people who have gone out on a limb and, and put their stake in the ground and tried to create a business uh, for themselves. And it's just, it's fun to see people succeed and, and any little bit that we can help, we want to be able to do that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in. Creating community is available on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to help us out, a review would be greatly appreciated and is honestly the best way to help the podcast be heard by others. This podcast is produced by 1820 Marketing. For show notes, visit 1820coffeehouse.com slash podcast. 